Hey awesome nerds, welcome to D&D and TV, the podcast where we talk about television shows that we really like, uh, rewatch and recap them, and some of the elements and themes and characters that you could use in tabletop role-playing games. I'm your host Jeremy, uh, and I am joined by somebody who is not falling out of a plane in a um, salva-induced flight pattern, Elise. <laughs> Hello, I kind of wish I was, because it, uh, it looks pretty cool. It is. It's basically skydiving, but you're without a parachute. That sounds a lot less fun than yeah. I think it does. <laughs> that sounds kind of terrifying. But I mean, like, it kind of looks like they control things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and obviously they're able to somehow, with the magic, um, soften their landing. Although, yes. <laughs> well, not, well, not. Uh, I guess we'll get, we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> we'll get to that shortly because today we are talking about episode eight of Motherland, Motherland Fort Salem, uh, the episode entitled City Drop, which was directed by David Grossman and written by Eli, Eli Edelson and Joy Kecken. Uh, and in this episode, the witch's training culminates at City Drop, their final training exercise. Devastating secrets come to light, splintering the unit and forcing Tally to question her blind trust. A looming spree that changes the course of the cadets' lives. That sounds about right. I think it's all yet all again. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yet again, another uh, pretty, um, pretty accurate uh, and thorough synopsis. Yes, incredibly vague. It's like something changes. <laughs> so that's. I kind of want that of synopsis. Honestly, I'd rather have it just say, hey, a thing happens. You're like, yeah, that's the episode where the thing happens that I already know about. <laughs> I was not spoiled by this, but I knew the title was City Drop for mm-hmm. the episode. So I was just like, ooh, mm. what's City Drop? Ooh, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Do they drop a city mm. on someone? And they didn't. It's the other way around. You drop into a city. Yeah, it's not drop like, into a city. It's on an Age of Ultron situation where you're dropping the city back on other people. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a, like, I wonder why they call the training or the training exercise city drop. They're not even really not dropping really into much of a city. It's not a no. city. Yeah, right? Yeah, it'd be weird. This, off, okay. this makes a lot of questions about the world that they live in. The fact that they have an urban active um, exercise like this, that their their main combat, it seems, takes place in urban environments in cities that they're clearing bunk, well, not clearing bunkers, they're clearing civilian areas, for want of a better mm. word, civilian being the muggle mm. word in, in this universe. <laughs> but yeah, they're mm. going through just general towns and they're checking out old cars to make sure there's no bombs. I mean, it's very much US in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's you're in a civilian built up area. You're not out in the desert or anything like that. Mm. But yeah, it says that they're not going out into the desert. They're not going out into the snow. They're not in the forest. It's this is where the combat is. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Never really considered it. Um, I think too much about but... these things. I think we've established <laughs> no, that. No, not, not too much. Not too much. Definitely not. Because, um, I mean, you're the one that spurs on these conversations that I'm like, oh, good point. Oh. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like we still haven't confirmed, right, what the wars are, who no. who are they fighting, or you know, so I guess it's like almost like a little clue that it is happening mainly in urban situations, I guess, as mm. you said. Um, mm. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, because it is kind of the the final test before they go to war college as well. It's like this mm. is this is for all the marbles. Basically, yeah. if you do well in City Drop, yeah, you're guaranteed a spot in War College. Yeah. If you do, this is the most ridiculous thing. If you do poorly in City Drop. Snitch. 
Yeah. It's catching the snitch. Yeah. But if you do poorly in City Drop, you're sent directly into a situation that doing well in City Drop would actually help with. <laughs> so maybe this is why they have such a high um, death rate once you're out in the field, because they're like, oh, well, you failed at that thing. Now go do it for real. Yeah. No, that's a really bad plan. I think, I mean, to be honest, I think the problem is that they just, like, as harsh as it sounds, they just need bodies. Um, You know, like, it clearly sounds like things are just ramping up. And so it's just like, oh, quick, get them out there. Like, they're not going to be good to us, you know, in, in more important situations. So, fuck it, let's use them where it maybe doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Yeah, they just need that, um, that cannon fodder. I think mm. I think we do see some really interesting elements about the world in this, and I am intrigued about how um, how much of it was planned before the show actually started, and how much they actually thought in, into this, um, mm. which we'll get to. We'll get to, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, which we should get into the episode because it really did end up or land on a cliffhanger last time. That they just mm-hmm. were dropping out of the the helicopters or the bats, I should yep. say, because yep. they refuse to call them helicopters for some reason. They, they're just helicopters. Oh, I love that they call them bats. Don't you? Don't knock the. I love that they're called bats because I mean, like it evokes like this witchy, you know, I'm, nature. I'm, fi- I'm fine with it being a nickname that that soldiers in the military call helicopters. That's like, yeah, you get to the bat, you get to the chopper, mm-hmm. you get to the helo, yeah. Yeah. It's a helicopter. Sometimes you can call it a helicopter. <laughs> but it seems like there are no other names for it. Maybe. Well, I mean, like, maybe it is literally a bat. Like, as maybe. in, sorry. It's a transformed bat. The, no, sorry, I don't mean that. I mean, like, the, the name helicopter doesn't exist. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they were developed, I'm assuming, for witches and not for other stuff. Helicopters, I mean, I mean look, was, <laughs> let's get into this. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I've got no clue. So, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, I, I honestly, when I realized this about it, I actually kind of went into a history of the helicopter and about three wiki, page, wiki pages in, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm on a rabbit hole now. I don't need to yeah. know any of this yeah. stuff. Pull out, quick, pull out before it's yeah. too late. Yeah, pull that ripcord. <laughs> uh, so anyway, our unit falling through the clouds and landing, mm-hmm. which is an awesome sequence um, mm, like, really as they're cool. landing and as they all mm. start to land and do their little little flight things. Uh, however, Tally does not land so well. Tally did not practice <laughs> the landing process uh, and no, breaks for her someone leg. Who, for someone who sees very well, it's sometimes it's like, are you blind? There's, yeah. you know, there's the ground. Um, so, yeah, she uh, immediately falls over and I guess uh, clutches her leg. Um, and Which means it's broken. Abigail, Abigail's like, bye. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm staying stay with the group. I'm staying with the yeah. main group. I don't want to miss out on any instructions or lose any points. Um, and, um, of course, Raelle runs back to Tally to see if she can help. Mm-hmm. Because Raelle's good that way. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mm. that doesn't... Well, we know now from the last episode that when you heal someone, you form a link with them. And you see inside mm-hmm. their heads, which is exactly why Tally has been trying to avoid Ray for the last, like, three episodes. Yes. And now Ray knows that Tally turns Scylla into Anacostia. Yes. Um, yeah, she sees, um, I guess, Tally remembering 
Scylla talking to a balloon in the mirror, I think, at the wedding. Yep. And also her uh, Tally talking to Anna Costa and saying, I think Scylla is spree. See, I um, thought it was just um, Tally telling Anna Costa. She didn't remember the balloon. That part was... Look, I could be making that up entirely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just yeah, thought I that Ray's they... then upsetness was that why would Tally lie about that? True, true, true. Yes, you're probably... Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, she just sees her saying that she's free and she's like, why on earth would you possibly think that? Um, yeah. And as much as I was like watching this being like, oh God, no, like she's... Yeah. Ray's going to find out. It was like, it was a really good scene. I don't know about you, mm -hmm. but it just... just the, like the shock on their faces and just the acting, you know, and like Jessica Telly being like the realization that like, oh shit, Raelle's mm -hmm. realizing, you know, what I'm, what I did, what I did and have been hiding from her this whole time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, I thought it was a great scene. I thought it was done really well. Yeah, there's that moment of she knows, but I don't actually know what she knows because I didn't tell her. Yeah. She just read it in yeah. my mind. And it's like, I'm just yeah. gonna, oh yeah. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a great one to open the episode with too, because mm. you do have that buildup of of energy from the the lamp from falling through the sky. Basically, it's like, what's going to happen? Is it going to go right away? Mm. Are they going right into combat? Mm. No, they're coming into drama. Immediately <laughs> coming into drama, and it yeah. has that catharsis of here's the release for it. Which yeah. um, helps because then Abby realizes, oh, the unit's not following. Maybe I should have checked on that. Uh, maybe I go mm. back and um, and and fix that. And basically, mm. yeah, it doesn't doesn't go so well. She's trying to maintain order. She's trying to keep her unit in line. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, she runs back being like, "What the hell, guys? Come on." Yeah, Ray we're doing stuff. Busy. Yeah, Rayelle's busy being like, um, like, A, why didn't you tell me? And B, why are you making shit up about the love of my life? Yeah, who's um, missing and, and I assume is alive, but everyone else is telling is dead. Yeah. Um, and um, and Ray's basically like, I'm going to go fix what, what Telly did and, like, yeah. runs off. And, like, Abigail's like, what is happening? Yeah, <laughs> What's I, happening right now? Because she still has no clue. I know. Poor Abby. <laughs> Just like what, what? Why am I out of the loop? I'm the commanding officer yeah. here. Yeah, what are totally. you two doing with storylines? Um, You're not allowed to have storylines. It's my story. <laughs> um, yeah, and Tally's like super, like oh, like I just feel so bad for her. Poor little puppy Tally. Poor, um, poor Tally. But they do all run off to join the rest of. Um, I mean, I don't know. What do we call them? The group? The the um, the squad? The, the cadets? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the rest of the cadets. That works. Yeah. Uh, which is good because Quartermain is there. It seems like everyone else, Quartermain gets to walk. Everyone else has to jump out of the plane. Yeah. Unless she, I mean, surely she just dropped earlier. I mean, I, I get, no, because she's on the ground when they take off. She's the one telling you, well, this is what City Drop is going to be like. And then they take off and then suddenly she's already there. I. <laughs> it feels a little bit like amazing, it's not actually... Okay. Yeah, that's true. It's uh, cost you a fucking quarter main. It's like that's just what she does. <laughs> I feel that it's more. It's not actually that far. They just need to practice combat drops. So they take them up and then they drop them like yeah, maybe. five miles yeah. away. And it's like yeah, they maybe. can walk back basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, not not tally because she broke a leg, but still. It's fixed now, thanks to Rayelle. That's true. Uh, anyway, Quartermain lays out what the the mission actually is and. Mm -hmm. This is going to be using, it's basically a live fire exercise almost. White Bay's evaluation begins now. 
Every element of your training is to be used against the enemy. That enemy is the Spree. At any point over the next two days, you may encounter trip mines or hostile Spree agents. Those are our trained officers, and they will be using the same techniques the Spree are using to wreak havoc in the world. Your rules of engagement? Give everything you've got. Our officers will not hold back, neither should you. Trust me, they're going to challenge you in every way imaginable. If we have to pull you out, War College is no longer an option. You will be put on the list for early deployment. Welcome to City Drop. Mm. They're, they're using trained officers. They're going to have spree tactics. Um, they're going to have actual weapons that are in the field. And don't hold back. Go for it. Do yeah. what you need to do yeah. to, to win. Uh, but if you pull out or if someone says you're out, if you're injured, you can't do it anymore, then mm. not only do you not get to go to war college, but you're signed up for early deployment. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, why not? We As talked about said, it earlier. They're uh, yeah. obviously not important, so let's just uh, use them. Yeah, it's like you've already keep, failed, so let's see, if you can, <laughs> let's see if you can do some good with your, your corpse and, like, take it away from somebody who might actually be useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're sent off, well, uh, they're divided up and sent off to do sweeps for mines. I'm mm. not sure if they actually called for mine sweeps. It just sweep the area, basically, which... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. It, it seems pretty straightforward. It's like, hey, go look for anything that could possibly be dangerous. And mm. um, <laughs> Libba does what Libba does best, come over to flow with Abby. Well, I noticed a little friction in the bellwether unit. Anything I can do to help? We're doing just fine. Best thing to do is stay out of our way. Good. It's no fun to beat you if you are not your best. The feeling is so mutual. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, with their masses amounts of sexual tension. Since uh, <laughs> in the last episode, Abby actually gave her a compliment. So now... So I was not quite sure what to do with that. Uh, but to tease her yeah, because yeah. she can't keep her unit in line, which is true. You mm -hmm. can't keep your unit in line. Accurate, definitely. I know it's kind of like, yeah, can't really argue with that. Um, yeah. But, like, I'm not going to lie. I still love their dynamic and just the the caddy, you know. Oh, um, yeah. It is a game it's, at this point, I think. Yeah. 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 I've, I mean, but, I feel like Swife knows herself and is confident in herself and her unit hmm. um and so she's just like well i know i'm gonna be fine so this is fun like let you know i'm just gonna have fun doing this exercise i know i'm gonna get into war college um and i'm gonna tease abby i like, think it's also it's a little bit this is more to abby that it does kind of poke her and get her to to base up and actually pull it together that's true that it's no fun for libra if she's winning if she's like so far out ahead of Abby, then yeah. well, you're just beating up a, a little kid there. If that's true, yeah, she wants that that healthy competition. She wants to be neck and neck with Abby. Um, we yeah, assume. That's I true. mean, I think if Abby was not doing well, actually, yeah, I feel that if Abby wasn't doing well, then Libba would just make snarky comments, but she wouldn't seek her out to do it. It's just I'd be gloating. I wouldn't be teasing. Mm. Mm. And maybe she is just close. Maybe we're reading a lot into Swythe just because we like her in this episode. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but as Tally and, Ra Tally and Ray continue to argue uh, as they go down the road and look for it, I like the look of this this base that they're using, actually. Um, mm. 
it's really um like post-apocalyptic yeah it's very it's i want to say it's very ses uh training facility where you know you send out and you've got to clear the the hotel if you're training for being a firefighter it's like i'm going to go through all the rooms and kind of swat training mm. as well that mm. there's this empty mm. facility that you change for every every setting that you want to use mm. but the fact that they're arguing means that ray is not noticing uh, obvious threats like a bag because you know it's a bag but mm. no that that's mm. telling it's it can hold air uh and tally basically calls her on it Tally should be paying better attention as well because she's the scryer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, Tally, come on. This is your job. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you not see anything coming? You should have seen the broken leg coming, really, if anything else. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when when Ray kind of gets physical and shoves her around, that sets off the um, the the bomb. The um, Yes. The bag that's been set up. Uh, yeah. Um, no, well, I mean, it's in, I thought it was in the car, right? I thought it was a bag that was kind of stuck on the side of the car. Oh. Well, I will take your word for it. It's definitely um, the car that kind of triggers it. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, and that's obviously what they're meant to be sweeping for, right? Like these mines or these bombs. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, something like there's this crazy sound. They're both sort of screaming um, and their faces, um, and Abigail, I think, runs over, and their faces start to, like, go all fucked up and it's like what yeah um, i was not impressed with the cgi in this one i feel that they lost a bit they did not do as well as on some yeah, some okay. parts of it yeah which is just you know it's um, a tiny little thing it's just like oh it looks <laughs> like my my screen is glitching more so than anything yeah. else yeah yeah right yeah damn it um uh but, but we discovered um, fortunately it's not fatal mm. Um, because as we discover, once they return to, well, the rest of the, the cadets, uh, they have been infected with a mild form of plague, mm. <laughs> which is so great. Um, but they would have survived if it was a real thing and they're not contagious, but they're separated from everybody else, which I think is Yeah, is which telling. I was like, well, like, is, that, is that just like a punishment? I'm wondering whether it, like or are they actually contagious? I'm wondering whether it's more of a quarantine thing for the actual field that if they were infected with a more serious yeah, form of right. plague, it's like, well, you're not this out is, of commission, yeah, yeah. so we're going to move you over there, and you're just going to be in there true. until we can sort you out. So yeah, yeah. true. Well, I, I just want to say I love this idea of magical plague. I think it makes a really cool element for for fantasy RPGs that you can. Well, not so much in the the terrorist version of it, where you're actually hitting people with biological <laughs> warfare, but that idea mm. that you can, that you wouldn't be able to stop it, that this is not going to be something that you have treatment with. I mean, it's a little bit too on the nose at the moment, I guess, um, thanks to <laughs> the pandemic that we're currently living in. Mm, uh-huh. But I like that idea that it is like a magical blast that in, in D&D, it's very much you get a fireball and you just take physical damage. The idea that a fireball mm. goes off and you're fine, there's no fire, there's no energy, you're just, like, standing around and then you start coughing. And then <laughs> you, like, start to get sick and your bones ache and you're like, oh, God, what the hell did I just get hit with? And you mm. don't even realise but yeah. that it's getting used as a weapon by your your mon- the monsters, basically. Mm. So I... I like that. I, mean, I, I like to use that idea as a game master. 
Is it not, though, is it not just similar to, like, if a, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I have no idea about what monsters there are that exist and what their uh, weapons or effects are, whatever, um, but is it not just kind of the same as, like, a poisonous monster that just takes a bite of you and then, like, oh, you're poisoned and, like, you're sick and you need to, I don't know, heal somehow? It is a little bit. I just, I just like that added element of the magic to it. Yeah, yeah, like the imagery and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, going back in history, people just thought that diseases were magic, basically, because they didn't mm. understand how germs and, and transmission worked. It's like, well, mm. yeah, mm. it can be that much that you, you come across a bag and you pick it up and suddenly you're sick and you don't know why. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, obviously it's not ideal. <laughs> it's a weird concept for me to get into. But I, as a game master, I no, like to no. come up with ideas that will mess with the party. And so yeah, like, yeah. I would I think really it, mess with them. Totally, yeah, because we'd all be, like, super confused. And I'm sure you would say something like, just randomly, like, make a constitution save. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then we'd all look at each other and we'd be like, oh, God. And then we'd give you the number of what we rolled on the dice. And you'd be like, okay, cool. And then you'd just, like, you'd, we'd see your hand, like, writing a little note. And we'd be mm -hmm. like, what? What is it? What does it mean? Um, so, no, I totally get it. And I it feel like it would be really cool to mess, um, mess with us like that. Particularly if it was it a delayed kind of thing. Like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the next day or something, and then you're suddenly just out of the blue being like, make a, make a roll. And it's like, oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. What's happened? What's happened? Could I have prevented this? <laughs> Maybe. But, hey, it was three days ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, you're right. That is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that um, I did also like that they're sleeping. All, all the cadets are grouped together in this empty swimming pool. Mm. Um, because that also yeah, kind it of made me kind of feel like they were in like a school or um, yeah, they're somewhere. Um, I keep on saying civilian. They're kind of a bit more uh, communal. That they're yeah. either in a school or they're in a community center or somewhere yeah, where it's like yeah, a, yeah. you can have big groups of people. I'm wondering whether this is the same pool. Well, this is more of a set thing. Whether it's the same pool we saw earlier that got frozen whether nah, they just emptied sure. it out to film this. And not obviously not in-world, it's not the same pool, but I'm just wondering if they just had the same uh, same location. Well, maybe, yeah. yeah. But I like that um, too because it does throw back to that that scene. It's like last time we saw a swimming pool, people were dying in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jesus. Yeah. Um, it is cool. Like, it looks cool anyway. Like, disregarding that, it just kind of looks cool that they're all bunking down in this um, this pool. Yeah. Um, and yeah. with all the kind of creepily, all the teachers kind of like standing around the edges. <laughs> I know. And just that idea um, of them pacing around the whole time as they sleep. It's like, it's almost a prison yeah. camp thing. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Um, but Which, of course, the girls are fighting. Of course they're fighting. It's it's like a sleepover <laughs> where they're arguing <laughs> because of um, relationship drama. Have you, have you been to, to many uh, girl sleepovers, Jeremy? Not in swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, and Tally, I like that Tally does say, look, I saw this. Um, mm -hmm. And now Abby finally kind of figures out what's going on. And Abby's like, what the hell, Ray? You brought a spree mm. member to my family's wedding that was then attacked yeah, by the which, spree. Like, I mean, short, that's just so stupid. Yes, Raelle knew she was free and fucking brought her. Like, yeah. of course she didn't know. Like, it's just like, oh, <laughs> I know. Like, it's almost like at this stage, it's almost like 
she's just being annoyed with Rael for the sake of being annoyed. Like it's like, yeah. oh, this is my brand. I better stick with it. Um, it's like if something's yeah. gone wrong, it's probably Ray's fault, and she'll blame Ray no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I I, um, I love that neither Ray nor Tally back down. Mm, that Ray understandably yeah. doesn't want to back down. Um, I know, I know. She's kind I mean, it's of hard in the to wrong. watch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's hard to watch because it's like, yeah, you are wrong. Like, you just have this undying faith in Stilla, which, like, bless bless my heart. But, yeah, it's, you're, you know, you're you're wrong. Um, so it is a bit hard to watch. But Tally being confronted by her friends and being told, look, you, you must be mistaken, going, no, I saw what I yeah. saw. And 100% I'm- totally agree. I love that Tally sticks to her convictions and, um, it's so hard, like you're saying, it's so hard if you're with your friends, you're confronted by your friends and your sisters um, who are telling you, uh-uh. Um, and you can you can clearly see that what you're saying is causing them such great distress, but you're still, like, sticking to your guns is so is so hard. It would be so, um, yeah, it's very, it's very brave of Tally. And I particularly love that it's Tally being the one that does this because she's always kind of the conciliatory member of the trio between the other two. She's always the one that says, no, Mm. Abby, you need to talk to her. Ray, you need to talk to her. Can't we just all Mm. get along? And it's moments like this where we see that Tally has this solid iron backbone, like solid steel backbone. Mm. She does not Mm. back down. This is why she's in the military in the first place. She has a belief and she sticks to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, But rather than um, gush further about Tally... Um, Ray decides to head off and find Anacostia. She remembers that Scylla's alive, which is more of us reminding, getting reminded that Scylla's alive, uh, and goes, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to find Anacostia and find out what's actually going on. Yeah. Uh, and Abby and Tally are of like, course. shit, we need to go after her because <laughs> yeah. things are going to go poorly if it's just Ray, probably. Yeah. Or, I mean, even like, even if they're not just like things are going to go poorly. I feel like Abby for one is like, I need to get her back to here. So we don't bloody ruin our city drop results. Yeah. And I guess yeah. Tally's just kind of like, I wonder what is Tally going after her? Are I think she be there with her once she finds out the truth and support her. Yeah. I think there's that. Um, I think there's also a little bit of here. Look, I will be vindicated because I've everything I've yeah. said. Anacostia is going to back yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, you probably are right, though. They, there is obviously a part of them that's like, oh, we're in the middle of a, an exercise where, you know, people are going to be trying to kill us. So, yeah, that yeah. probably is also protective. Um, yeah, they want to help her out. Behaviour. Yeah, mm. make sure she's okay, which um, she kind of doesn't need because she just wanders through a playground with some spooky music going on, which, you yeah. know what, it builds up the tension. I, I was fine with that. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> it seems odd that Ray was not that far ahead of them, but somehow Abby and Tally lose her entirely and are just wandering through the halls. Yeah, and, and on top of that, and Tally can't can't use her special seeing powers to see where Raquel went. Yeah, um, and they just you know they just wander off blindly. So yeah, I know it's it is a bit weird. You're right; they were pretty close behind her. <laughs> but Abby points out something that I kind of said at the time that Tally went to Anacostia about this rather than coming Mm. to the unit first. Mm. Like when she found out about Scylla, she's like, I've got to go and tell my commanding officer. And it's like, well, you didn't come to Abby. You didn't come to your sisters. Mm. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, good on you, Abby. Tell her off. (laughs) I still stand by. Oh, no, she's got a whole bunch of reasons. Um, Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, like, yeah, I think it is, it's nice. I think that Abby would be like, of course you would tell me first and not, yeah. you know, and not like her being such a military brat and not just, you know, be like, yes, you should go straight to your commanding officer. So that's mm. kind of nice that she, um, yeah, she isn't thinking like that. She's starting to come around. Uh, it's interrupted, yeah. however, when they're attacked. It's like mm. they have a random encounter. Um, someone rolled high on the random encounter <laughs> table. And they're attacked The bandits by t- jump out of the wood. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, two, well, two superior officers or more senior cadets. Um, they have the, yes. the spree anti-magic sirens that we've seen get used previously. And they just kind of attack mm. and it's a combat encounter. Which I wonder about if the cadets aren't meant to be wandering around, are these just two, two random like other soldiers who are on patrol in the area and have decided to do that? It's like they're not meant to be out there. I uh, yeah, I reckon. I mean, they're either just on patrol on the odd chance that people do sneak away, which yeah. Meh, um, or they actually were saw them leave the pool area, which I mean, like that doesn't surprise me. It's not a there wasn't places to hide in the pool area like it's true you know um and surely all the teachers aren't just going to be like okay good night and go to sleep and let the kids do whatever the fuck they want yeah. um so whether the teachers saw them leave and they're like okay cool we're going to, they're going this direction let's set up a you know a little sting operation um yeah to know but um that's okay we love some action yeah i'm fine with it it's just it, I, <laughs> it raises some questions as i said it's a random encounter something happens <laughs> Yeah, they were, they were getting somewhere and something had to interrupt it, uh, which means, of mm. course, we switch to what Ray's up to. Well, actually, oh. here, here's the question that when, uh, well, not the question, this kind of proves what we were just saying, that Ray's wandering through this kitchen and runs into Graves, mm. um, who we met, sort of met, back in episode two when Scylla was mm. pretending to be her. And this is kind mm-hmm. of the proof that Ray needs, that Graves has no idea who she is. And mm. it's like, how the hell do you know my name? How the hell do you know anything mm. about me? And it seems like mm. Graves is patrolling that perimeter. She's one of yeah. their senior officers and just kind of true, wandering yeah. around, making sure no That's one's out true. of bed. Yeah. Um, and actually, she seems very um, disturbed by the fact that Rael knows who she is. Yeah. Um, you know, like with her dragging her back to um, the rest of the group, it's, it's almost more so... Um, come with me because you seem super suspicious in the fact that you know my name and I don't know who you are, as opposed to just like, oh, let's just shepherd the, the kids back to the, the group kind of thing. Um, yeah, she's like, know, that's, something's that's going on here. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. I particularly, I pit, was nearly picking Graves as my NPC um, when it was actually Scylla. And I love that now the real Graves shows up. I'm like, yeah, Graves is still just as badass as I thought she was. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, she's, she's awesome. She's, She's not as she's not as sassy or flirty. Well, no. Um, now, is that it hard? now that it's not Scylla. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to be as sassy as sassy Scylla. True. God, I love Scylla. Uh, but she does take it back to the camp, and we get to see Abby just beat the living shit out of her opponent, mm. um, which is not mm-hmm. pleasant to watch at all. Yeah. Um, but I do like that they individually are able to just take them on. They're strong enough to just take these two yes. out. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, especially Tally as well. Because um, I always think of Tally as like the, I don't know, just the little little Bambi the that needs saving. Yeah, um, the Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it definitely is great to see them hold their own slash beat them. Um, mm. But, yeah, then once um, Abigail's opponent is clearly 
subdued, um, she keeps going and going. Uh, and yeah. Tally has to literally like pull her off. Um, and also Ray, <laughs> Ray appears. Yeah, Ray just shows um, and, up. Grave um, hears the noise and, yeah, and goes, oh, let's go check on them. <laughs> Um, and yeah, talks uh, talks Abigail out of her rage-induced frenzy. Yeah, yeah. Which is, oh, there's so much going on with Abby. It kind of makes sense that she'd. Um, mm. lash oh, totally. Out I mean, she's she had what one afternoon with a bodyguard. Like that's not going to heal all her issues. She had 20 minutes with a therapist, which was more of a debrief <laughs> of what exactly happened. It's like yeah, Abby yeah. needs to get a therapy session, like start. Yeah, yeah. multiple yeah. sessions. Um, yeah. However, they say the enemy combatants have been defeated, and that is true. Uh, and I, oh, mm-hmm. this this pit makes me roll my eyes a little bit. Abby um, gets told off for being overzealous, um, not you know turning one of her fellow soldiers into a bloody pulp. She's like, yeah, it's just you know high spirits. Don't do that in the real world because we're representing the American military. I'm like, kind of representing the American military, honestly. <laughs> Careful now, Jeremy. That's true. I don't want to get cancelled. It maybe if she was a police officer, it would have been more accurate. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Although, I mean, that this was all filmed and shot before. I guess. I mean, like, like obviously, we know things have been going on for quite some time. Like, yeah, since the beginning. Um, but yeah, I guess before it kind of blew up in America. Yeah. Um, well, we assume so. so yeah. You know, like it's not. They're not. I feel like they're not putting a message in for message's sake, um, you know, like to hit hit the 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 topic of the times. Um, yeah, I, I'm also wondering about it. I feel that if this wasn't a training exercise, if this was, I guess, a live fire mission, like out in the field, she wouldn't be getting told off for overzealousness because she would be trying to kill the person that's trying to kill her. Um, well, I don't know, because like, once the person's subdued, they're meant to capture them, right? Like, I, maybe. yeah, I don't know. I feel like I reckon she still would be told off. Maybe, yeah, maybe. It's yeah. Po- once once the person was down, it's like, well, you then have to make the choice. Mm. And that's actually something that happens a lot in in role playing games. It's like you got to make the when you knock them down to zero hit points or the combat ends. It's like, well, what do you do? Do you make it a non lethal mm-hmm. strike and take a prisoner, or do you just finish them? And if once you do mm. have a prisoner, what do you do with the rest? Mm. So yeah, yeah, I think there's there's other stuff to to discuss in that one, but um, yeah, <laughs> and we do now find out where well, we do find out where they are that they seem to be in a high school because the supervisor uses this opportunity of in the middle of the night three cadets sneaking out and creating a fight to bring everybody in and go okay cool I guess sleep time is over now we're off to the next mission. Well, I just assumed it was the next morning. Maybe. I don't know. I feel that Abby, the unit has not had any sleep is the point. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's representative of what could happen in the field. That's true. Got to keep them on their toes. Everyone else got a short rest. Um, They didn't get any rest. Uh, But (laughs) they have been told there are are operatives posing as a spree in this this school that you're going through. Mm. And they are to be captured uninjured. Mm. Uh, which is I don't, again, pointed. though, I don't think like surely that is just part of the exercise as well, though, right? And it's just yeah. a coinkydink that that it's you know after after Abigail did that. Um, I, I mean, think like it's w- I think it was supposed to be implied the first time, and they're like, ah, oh, shit. 
Now we've got to yeah, actually right, spell okay. it out. Yeah, right, okay. Let's spell it out, yeah. Because <laughs> some of us can't keep control of our anger. Mm. Abigail. <laughs> uh, and I like here that once they do start to go room by room, that Swythe shows that she's giving actual advice. She is trying to help Abby sometimes. Try and save some of that bloodlust for the actual spree. Don't burn yourself out on City Drop. Mm. That she does speak to her and is like, hey, look, that's that's not cool. Like mm. beating the crap out of someone, that's not how we play. Are you mm. kind of an are you okay? It's like you're you're not playing the game we usually play, and that worries yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not following this, the script that we have. Um What's up, girl? Um yeah. Kind and like, like I think she also she also points out like yes you have this rage this you know whatever towards the spree who obviously did bad shit to your family and you mm. um, but we like as much as we're told to not hold back we know these aren't the spree let's save this mm. shit for the real spree um, yeah. yeah yeah I think it's good yeah and I think it does give the the Libba Abbey relationship more depth because mm. we can see look if you go off the rails. I'll stop. Like, I'm not there. I'm not going to be there for you. I'm not. If you're, if you don't get to get into war college with me, that's not fun. Yeah. So like, yeah. Where's, Who am I where's my banter? banter with? Yeah. And yeah. sneak off and make out with in in places. <laughs> you're gonna ride this this liver avenue yes, train. Yes. Because hell, it's. You? Do you not remember in in um Hal Beltane where they're dancing nose to nose? <laughs> staring into yeah. each other's eyes yeah. the hate sex yeah. is strong with these two yeah look i'm not gonna lie i pretty much ship everyone with everyone on this show like as much as i'm like rayelle and Silla for life i've also like rayelle and tally please yeah. just go have a little have a little dalliance that's fine um yeah like everyone and, and anyone so yeah, yeah I, like kind of i don't feel it as much i think with abigail and liver in terms of i guess because I like romance. Um, yes, like I'm this a sap, is very much I'm a bickering. sap for romance, and this is this is more. Yeah, this is this is not exactly romantic. Um, it's so foyer. maybe that's why I don't see it as much. It's what foyer. They're foes, and it's what? yay. Is that a thing? Yes, it is. It originally came from <laughs> foyer, which was homosexual yay, or oh yeah, and. If it's foes instead, it's foyer. There's a whole TV Tropes thing about it, I promise. Oh, go, if you okay. want to waste a weekend, go look at tvtropes.org. <laughs> I mean, like, I know the whole enemies to lovers kind of thing. Um, oh, this isn't I've even never, enemies to I've... lovers. It's more there's a connection, like there's chemistry between them, but they're very much enemies. Mm. 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 And these two Interesting. definitely have that. Uh, <laughs> And Swive kind of takes charge in this. Mm. She's like, okay, cool. I Like, not even a given control. It seems like Abby's down. Abby's not taking charge. So Swive will step up and just kind of goes, right, we're going to be sending you there, you there, you there. Yeah. Bellwether unit, go check this out. Which, of course, they don't do. They continue to bicker because Ray and Tally just cannot uh, keep it together this episode for some reason. Mm. Which means that Abby gets to wander off by herself, which of course is very safe. And I really like this moment because she wanders into a classroom and we get a moment of how history in this world is different from 
from our world because there's a mm. timeline on the board of all the the major events. And for mm. the life of me, I, I cannot remember any of them. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, I think one of the biggest ones is that World War Two did not happen. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and I think we're currently in something called the proxy wars. Um, that makes sense. I too. think that was the the most recent dot point on said timeline. Um, that being said, don't know what proxy wars means or you know who's involved in that. Um, but yeah, definitely agree that it was um it was it was useful. It was like oh great okay and like learning that sort of stuff. But again, we're almost at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Like this might have been helpful if they'd worked it in somehow earlier on. Um, well, this is almost a, a blink and you miss it. Like I can't remember any yeah yeah of yeah. The, yeah any of the things it says. And to read them all, you really have to kind of go back and freeze frame and pause and read yeah. them all and then yeah. try to figure out yourself what do all these things mean. Like just from yeah, the name totally. of the proxy wars, it sounds like the two, well, whatever powers are fighting are using smaller nations to do it, like the Cold War that the US and the USSR were involved with during the, the 70s through 80s, that it was other nation states which you're helping and fighting battles with, but you're not actually doing it yourself. You're not technically on the field. Yeah. But hell, yeah. we don't know. We haven't been told. Yeah. We don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, so I know. Cool. I know. It's like here, have this little tidbit, but then we're not going to tell you anything more about it. And it's also kind of vague. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. For all we know, the map at the beginning of each episode where it's got the Western United States and the Eastern United States and the session down the mm. middle, maybe the session is a no man's land. Maybe that's yeah. just where the war is going on and the Western half is another nation entirely and we just don't know about it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it kind of makes me think of, um, like, this sort of stuff happens in D&D games all the time, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like the, the DM or the, the game master will... You know, you walk into a town or you walk into a cave or a dungeon and, and you know, there's this mural on the wall and it's showing whatever. And unless you say, can I can I stop and look at the mural? Can I stop and look at the map? Can I stop and look at that thing there? Um, and then they explain it further and, you know, and then you get sort of lore about the world or, you know, whatever. You could just walk, the party could just walk on past and not choose to to get more information mm. about it. And then they're all none the wiser. So it's kind of, kind of made me think about that. Yeah, it's a beautiful world building building element to know that they have put that thought in. And mm. for a role playing game, that the mural is there on the wall whether you look at it or not. That yeah. in the description of the room, it's like there is a mural on the wall, and it's like, oh cool, what's the mural? Oh yeah, it's the creation myth. And it's like, yeah. cool, there's a creation myth. Didn't know that. Now I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a I can't remember what. D&D book it was from a very long time ago but they were talking about treasure and ways of describing it to make it interesting rather than you find 10,000 gold pieces and it was mm. just like two examples of you found, find 10,000 gold pieces player cool I put it in my sack and the other description is you find 10,000 pieces of gold with a weird minted head on one side on the other side it's got the representation of an eagle and you know this is from the ancient empire of such and such a king player cool I put it in my sack <laughs> I know. Oh. But it's I, uh... <laughs> it's accurate, but the they remember yeah. I have those ancient coins from such and such a king. Yeah. Rather yeah, than I just yeah. have coins. Yeah, definitely. It's, so um, yeah, just Yeah, it's a nice little little flavor. Um It's that easy to do world building, I find. 
just to have those little things. And the fact, yeah, again, that we saw this and we go, all right, someone has put enough work into this and thought about it enough that they have a history of this world that we do not know about. Mm. Yeah. I really yeah. wish we knew about it, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And the reason we don't get a chance to really look at it more is because Abby is almost immediately attacked. Well, um, well, so, yeah, she hears a door rattling. She hears, hears a noise. Yeah. Um, it's, and a, so it's a trap. <laughs> um, yes, there is um, no one in there. Um, yeah. And uh, the spree, a spree person is behind her mm-hmm. uh, from mm-hmm. a tussle. Yeah, which, um, Abby, you shouldn't have gone off by yourself. That's, um, <laughs> that's really on mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah. But it means that Swythe gets to come in and rescue her. <laughs> it's pretty cool, actually, the way they do it. Um, I can't, like, is, is it kind of, was it similar to, I could be completely making this up, but is it similar to when um, Anna Costia and the other teachers did that weird, like, bird swoopy motion to stop the harmonic kind of storm that the girls had created? Uh, I Am I making say yes. that up? Did they not? <laughs> You're just going to agree with me, aren't you? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Remember. I feel I just like know I remember right. them. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I remember them doing some cool kind of motion or whatever, um, but maybe not. Whatever. Either way. It would be a cool swine, callback. So let's say yes. Rescues them. <laughs> um, yes, their uh, Swipe's unit is able to um, help Abby. Uh, and yeah. she, Abigail, thanks Libba. Yeah. Um, which, begrudgingly, which... I think, but good, you know, to step up. I'm wondering if that's also the thanks for the advice earlier. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah. And just making her realize, hey, look, I am actually here to help. We are a unit. It's like we're fighting, but the the overall cadets, the overall military yeah. keeps going. Yeah, that's true. Which, yeah, I really, this is why I ship them, honestly. Because <laughs> it's just, it's the fun game they play. Yeah. And it, seem, it seems like uh, Tally wandered off by herself as well, because she's also getting beaten up by her spree member. Mm. Um, but Ray saves her, which yeah, which, which is, I mean, big step, right? Because they're yep. in the middle of a fight, and Rael thinks that Tally lied and sold out the love of her life, uh, but she still, she still saves um, Noxus Freeman, right, with that weird sleeping, her weird yeah. sleeping spell, um, which is kind of cool, and also is able to target the Spree member, but not Tally, which again, good job, yeah. Ray. She's getting um, control, and yeah, um, and. Um, yeah, Abby, Abby and Libba turn up. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming hoping to save some more people, but no. I was going to say, they've just finished off in the closet and they're just like, oh, shit, we better get back to work. <laughs> um, I, I think guess we'll it, never know. I'm just wondering how shit it would be to be the, the superior or the senior officers in this in this training exercise. It's like yeah, you like go out and you're like, cool. Be, yeah. You're just wandering around this school and it's like, oh, great. Oh, great. Now they're beginning up on me. Yep. Now I'm asleep and now I'm captured. Wonderful. This is going to look great yeah. on my record. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. No, but I mean, like, that's the point of it, right? Yeah. Like, if if the teachers are going to beat the kids every time, then they're not doing a great job with the kids, right? That's true. Um, and it was, it's like two on one and they're pretty much overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we do like to say uh, Abby's line of glad to see you two fighting someone else for a change. <laughs> it's like, yes, mm. yes, we're glad when you. Ha- well, yeah. that's the whole point of these couple of scenes, that there is a, a bigger enemy. 
and you put aside mm. your petty differences or your personal differences yep. to help your friends, even when you don't like them very much. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's a nice little moment for everyone. Uh, and then we drop away from City Drop. Um, look, going back to Alda and Isadora, because there's only like eight different generals or eight different staff, so we only see the same ones over and over. Um, with Isadora scrying on the spree installation that that Scylla had to give up um, previously. And they see mm-hmm. a couple of trucks leave uh, and Alda's like, yep, take the take the location. Like, that uh, went so well last time. Exactly. I'm just kind of like, how are, you, how are you guys all in power? Anyway. Yeah, I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder a lot. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, but we don't learn that that um the result yet we come back to um the cadets and city drop yes um as the as the school mission seems to be a success uh so they start to leave and anacostia calls ray over and graves is there as well Mm. um and ray kind of repeats what she said to Graves, or how does she know who graves is and she's told basically that the spree can change their faces Mm. Uh, that they've just started to discover this. Mm. Well, I mean, how would they know beforehand? I I mean, they seem to be fighting the spree for quite a while. This is some sort of new thing that's been developed. But I guess not, apparently. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's one of those things that you learn once you're upper management, once you actually graduate and get into the field, you start to learn these things. And it's not something that civilians get to know because then there would just be panic yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah, mass panic. Yeah. Or maybe they just only just found it out. Uh, either way, Quartermain wonders, does, um, did Scylla maybe have something to do with Porter's death? Which, yes. Oh. Yes, very much, she did. <laughs> I know, and you can literally see Rael, mm. like, putting the pieces, like, picking up the breadcrumbs in her mind of, like, things that she remembers and obviously she remembers all the stuff that she was the flashbacks she was having one after porter died and she tried to save him um and you literally can see her heart smashing into a million pieces as yeah. she's realizing like that Scylla was what people are saying yeah um and i think she says does she say she told me she loved me probably yeah maybe um yeah, yeah and anna costia is like she told you what you wanted to hear, um, mm. which fuck you, Anacostia. You know nothing. Zilla actually loves her, so shove it up your ass. But she did tell Ray what she wanted to hear. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that it, she didn't mean it. It's just this is yeah, exactly yeah. what Ray wanted to hear, and she heard yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a tough yeah. day for our girl. It's like she's. Oh having, my god! Yeah, yeah. It's horrible. She's yeah. um yeah she's 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 shattered. Like she's absolutely devastated. Yeah. yeah. Um. But we can't dwell on that too much because we're gonna go back to <laughs> gotta go back yeah. to the generals. Which I'm well, I'm just remembering what Scylla said to her. Don't believe everything or don't believe what they tell tell you about me. It's like Don't believe why everything not? they say it. No, she's don't believe everything they okay. say about me. Okay, um, so just believe the part where you murdered someone, it's all right. <laughs> well, she did do I that. I mean the other is, stuff I think, is yeah. yeah, I think the point is that yes, obviously she's done some of that stuff, but there, as Anna, as we just saw, Anna Costa is like, man, she doesn't love you. She's just giving, mm. feeding you lines, which that's not true. 
Yeah, the uh, reasons not, why Scylla was doing it that they're giving her are not necessarily accurate. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, the, mm. Still, tough day. Tough day for Ray. Mm. Uh, so we do go back to how this strike um, was going. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes worse. <laughs> it goes worse than the last one. Yeah. It's like, how, sure does. how just they're so bad at this that oh um because the I building know, explodes like, the entire building are, are explodes the, are the speed just that advanced or or all of a sudden like is, have they been this good all along because if they have how have they not taken over so surely they've just somehow discovered recently just all these extra kind of i don't know tactics or whatever that, that just the army just can't comprehend um mm. Because it just seems like witches are dying left, right, and centre in trying to stop the spree. Um, and it's like, how are you guys so this sloppy? Like, is yeah. this General Alder's fault? Is this um, poor training? Bellwether's fault? Yeah. Um, poor training? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like, what? What is going on? I wonder about is, this one because it American feels like the military, like a laughing stock of the world. <laughs> I'm wondering about this one because it feels like. The trucks just left, um, mm-hmm. off left the the building, and I'm wondering whether this wasn't even planned. They didn't even know that the the military was onto them. They just blew up the building to cover their tracks, and it just so uh, happened that the military send in this unit and like, uh, oh shit, the time is already down at one, and then it just explodes. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I've not considered that, and I feel like I want to go with that. Let's yeah. go with that because yeah. otherwise they just it's. They look like morons. <laughs> yeah, they trigger a trap again with that yeah, could have yeah. easily been figured out. So I'll give them the light bulb one because they were kind of operating on, well, there's probably going to be people here. They're not really looking for the IEDs that um, yeah. of anything that can contain air can can mm-hmm. be a problem, which is a, actually a problem because light bulbs are vacuums, so they don't contain anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. again, I'll take your word for it. I have no idea. I know nothing. <laughs> I am not snow. I know this one from Tintin because if you threw a light bulb or a classic light bulb in the fifties, there'd be a little bit of an explosion as the vacuum gets released. Oh my god, I love Tintin. That's so cool and snowy. Yeah, oh. yeah snow. We'll, we'll get to Tintin another day. <laughs> uh, and Alda realizes that because the building exploded, that obviously this place has been abandoned. Uh, so maybe this is why they're just like, oh, yeah, this is just them covering their tracks. So they better find those trucks. I was sorry. I was just going to say they obviously contain like, I mean, if they thought of it as an armory, then yeah. the trucks, they're not just going to blow up all their shit, right? So the trucks are going to have balloons, all that there. stuff on board. Yeah. yeah, it's just a full full truck of balloons. It's like a clown car in there. <laughs> yes. I mean, um, we laugh, so but it they, does kind they, of feel like that, doesn't it? Look. I have said before, I do find the balloons intimidating. All right, all right. Like on paper, it sounds silly, but I feel like in the world with the score that they've got, um, you know, the creepy music and like, I think they did a good job in making just stupid balloons seem intimidating. I just keep thinking of 99 Red Balloons. Oh. Which is yeah. a super creepy song too. So yeah. I wonder totally why works. they didn't go Red Balloons. I wonder why they went Blue. Maybe it doesn't work with the yellow filter on the um, camera all the time. <laughs> uh, so the the spree leader that um, 
that Scylla got recruited by, I guess, is the one driving the trucks, which makes sense because it was her information. It makes sense that she's the head of the cell there. Uh, somehow, um, Isadora knows this as well, that they're heading towards Boston. So, Yeah. Right. Do they have like, I don't know, like spies out or cameras out in the field? And so they're like relaying via fast speech. They would What's have birds. happening? I don't know. They'd have familiars that they'd be able to watch through. Do they? I don't know, <laughs> but it'd be cool. <laughs> so it I'm willing cool. to hand wave that one away if it moves the story along. Um, yeah. Which is, and they go, well, if they get those balloons to the airport, um, this would be a huge problem for everyone. So we need, we need someone there fast. And the only people close enough are the cadets at City Drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all the and, other generals are like, um, get fucked. That's the stupidest thing we've ever heard. They're, they're children. And Alda's like, you know what? I reckon they can handle it. Let's go. And I mean, to be honest, I feel like it also comes down to no one else can do do something. Yeah. yeah. Like, so but it's either this... we, we use them and try, or we just be like, okay, off you go, Spree. Go to the airport and spread around the, the wherever you're going and or blow up an airport, I guess. I don't yeah. know, depending on Which what they, they probably would. Just blow the airport up. Just like, oh, I, I, you're, I just realized you're saying the spree would blow up the airport. I'm just assuming old would do it. Oh, <laughs> I'll be no. like, not the spree. Say we're just going to nuke the airport. It's the only way to be sure. Uh, yeah. I find this um, the, the general's hesitance to send the the cadets in is just mind boggling to me because this is the last test before war college. Anyone yes. who doesn't make it in is going to be going out into the field to do exactly this. No, I don't think, like, I, th I don't think they would be going to do these missions. I feel like they would be going to just where there's just, I don't know. I mean, trench yeah, warfare, yeah. I guess, since <laughs> yeah, World War One may like, not have happened. Well, look, I, that's what I'm picturing, I guess, um, which is probably stupid, but. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think the fact, like, they know that, well, yeah, you're right. I was going to say they know that they're kids, but, yeah, you're right. If, they, yeah. if they're just going to send them off next week to, to die anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's why they cave. They need to put up some resistance to, to feel good about themselves, but then they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Good point. Yeah, they haven't actually graduated yet. It's like maybe maybe they're <laughs> going to wash out a basic. I mm. I feel that the I love this idea. It's one of the tropes that I really enjoy in most games and TV shows. Um, but I feel that the general's resistance to it is just there. So Alda gets to say, no, but we're going to do it anyway. And, and yeah. be badass. But I love that idea of the fake training mission suddenly becoming a real mission, whether they know yeah. it or not. It's like, that's yeah. something I've been trying to work into games for so long that you're on that training mission and suddenly like, no, no, the monster is real. It's yeah. not just some illusion that the wizard yeah. is, is putting out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I, like, I guess in D&D, though, do parties really have training missions? Like that's, You can is set that... one up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because isn't, isn't just going out to the woods and finding a monster and killing it training, technically? <laughs> kind of. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you would be able to. Well, that one's very much a story it. thing that it's, you would send them out and be like, oh, cool. So we're going to be hunting, you know, a group of orcs we're, we're here for well my the one i usually go with is that there is a some sort of festival or a contest and mm -hmm. the contest has the evil monster that everyone is fighting and like you might have to just 
run to the top of a mountain and that's representative of getting there and the monster up there is fake and when you get there you realize oh no that actually is a hydra that has come yeah, out right. of the water and, there's and it's all just sitting legit there dead bodies around it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, or yeah, it, after the ceremony, like you you get up there and everyone's cheering and everyone's cheering and then suddenly it becomes screaming. You're like, oh shit, there's something behind me. And now we've got to fight for real. And it's it's cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, so it makes that, me think of, um not not D&D related, but it makes me think of Ender's Game. Did you ever read that? Oh, actually, I, no, you you don't like the author. I, I remember now. That's true. I didn't like Orson Scott Card for a bunch of reasons. I haven't read Ender's Game because I am the person that recommends a bunch of books and don't never reads them. But yes, I know of annoying. Ender's Game, yes. And mm. I like Ender's Game is a special case where it's peculiar that the author is like the way they are, um, but has still mm. written a great book. Yeah, it's a really great book. Yeah. I loved it. And also um, um, Ender's Shadow. If you read Ender's Game, read Ender's Shadow as well. Is that the sequel or is yes, it the Yes, my third hot one? tip. Um, look, to be honest, I don't really know their order. Um, okay. And it's it's kind of like that. it's almost like a retelling of Ender's Game, but from the point of view of a different character, um, which sounds kind of like boring, um, but it's not. It's so interesting and it really paints things in a whole new light and it's just really good. I should read them again. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks for that. I, well, if we're giving <laughs> recommendations of similar things to Ender's Game, I would recommend Only You Can Save Mankind by Terry Pratchett, one of his earlier uh, middle grade or YA novels, which is okay. really, really Standalone? good. Um, it's the first of a trilogy or possibly the second in a trilogy. It's not quite clear, but it's, yeah, it's really well done. There's a lot oh, of stuff okay. going on in it. Um, but similar sort of idea. But we digress. <laughs> we do. Our tangents are legendary at this point. <laughs> so Quartermain receives the new orders uh, and basically yeah. tells tells the, the units, hey, this has just become a live exercise. This is mm. for real. Lethal force, force is authorized. And I love that Glory, poor Glory in this scene, just throws up. She's not <laughs> yeah. ready. Mm. Um, I also I also love the way that Anacostia um, this whole scene you know she obviously receives the orders you can tell that she's like this is this is the wrong decision Um, Mm. you know this is not this is not good this is not going to go well Um, but then when she presents the facts and and what's happening to the cadets she's so confident and she's like yeah this is what's going to happen and you're going to kick ass um this is what you've trained for and like just to obviously the you know to reassure them and and sort of pep them up um yeah i don't know it was it was just done really well um this is why i love quartermain as a character that she keeps her doubts on the inside and brings them up at appropriate times she doesn't have a breakdown and yell at her her sister in the middle of a field who's just broken her leg it's like no no you do it at the right moment (laughs) because yeah She's in command here. She is the commanding officer. And if her yeah. unit, her her daughters, I guess, um, mm. have a problem, they're oh. not going to be confident and they will fail and they will die. Yeah. And she cannot allow that. Totally. So she disagrees with yeah, all of it. She's going to follow orders until she can talk to yeah. her about it. Yeah. So, yeah, Anna Costa, totally one of my favorite characters for this. Mm. Um, so I love that no one else is close enough, but they're still going to have to go to the helicopters and still have to run. That's what I was thinking. But then I was like, maybe they only have like two helicopters for the army. And so because the cadets already have them here, they get to use them. Yeah, I know. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, um, okay. Um, but yeah. It's not, um, 
it's not a good look for the American military when you're sending out raw recruits to deal with something because you don't have enough helicopters to get someone else there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but, know. But that's fun. Yeah, we get an, another moment of um, the Abby-Libba relationship where they mm-hmm. not bury the hatchet, but they both kind of admit that this is... This is it. Well, they don't even admit it. They're teasing each other. Mm. But it's more of a playful teasing rather than the viciousness of um, yeah. the first time we saw them together. Yeah. And I feel like it's like an unspoken acknowledgement between them that they're like, we're both good leaders. We're both good at what we do. We have different approaches, but we're good at what we do. And why are we competing with each other? Like, it's almost, it almost harkens back to, um, what Libba told Abigail, which was, you know, save your rage or save your own energy or save your anger, whatever, for the real enemy. And I feel like they're kind of realising, like, they're, each of them are not the real enemy. Um, mm. And, like, yeah, they, we can still tease each other and, and play fight and whatever because um, that's, like, our thing um, and that gets us going. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, let's, like, why are we why are we putting so much energy into into this hatred for each other when we could be spending it on the real enemy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. something that they very much need to learn. And I feel it's mm. only something that they, I'm what, cause their, their rivalry between the families goes back generations. Yeah. And I feel that this is possibly one of the first times where the two scions of the clan have been of an age, of a similar age. They've been peers rather than, you're just the other person that I don't really deal with. You're not mm. in the unit. It's like their mm. their proximity to each other has made this grudging respect rather than mm. the vile and venom that they've seen growing up. Yeah. Mm. And I, I really like it. This is exactly what I want out of that relationship. Like just the fact Exa- that they do Exactly it. what you want? Yes, exactly what they want. They admit that they're, <laughs> it's a game and they have a somewhat of an affection for each other. Yeah. But they're not going to stop bickering and fighting about it yeah. because that's yeah, totally. the fun part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, and Ray <laughs> is uh, is looking like she's going to say to something to Tally. Um, uh, I think she's maybe going to apologize. Well, who knows what she's going to say because Quatermain yeah. interrupts and says that um, there's a reason why you were targeted. And it's basically because I think, Ray, does Ray say it's because I'm weak? I can't remember. Uh, no, way. she 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 doesn't say she doesn't say that at that point moment. Right. Um, uh, but no, yeah, she she says because you're strong. I think. Um, yeah, Quartermain just like you are strong. Mm. You you have power. Mm. And that's what they want. They want strength. They want power. Yeah, which totally tracks to me. Mm. So Ray has yes. been shown to be super powerful, and it's like, yeah, you mm. target the most powerful person. Yeah. Uh, but then they they drop again. <laughs> they get to, it's just that nice little the be um this is just how we get to places. We fly up in a helicopter and then we drop down again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm realizing so I believe well it's Fort Salem, so it's clearly in Salem. Salem isn't too far from Boston. So they're clearly not too far away. Um like it's Salem, Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts. It's basically all in the same mm. state. They still needed to get in the helicopters and fly over there. I'm still wondering whether they're actually like five miles away and they just want to go, well, here's another opportunity to, to use some salva. Get out there and do it. Maybe. maybe. Or maybe it's just quicker. <laughs> Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Geography is not my strong point. 
<laughs> and it's a completely different country, so um Yeah. I'm yeah. Oh, not gonna lie, I don't know anything about Australia either. <laughs> yeah. Well, the cadets uh with Quartermain at the front, they form a flying V on the road. Um <laughs> there's this I'm not exactly sure what I guess it's the the best possible way to um surface area type thing where you get the most people on the road what that isn't just a straight line. Uh yeah, right. I guess, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a reason why cavalry charges in a V, right? Does it? Am I making that up? No, no, that's for a thing. For the most part? That's a thing. Yeah, like, so there must be a reason for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some, some anyway, um, Quartermain's at the point and Tally's at uh-huh. her side. Uh, I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure why Tally is at her side, but Alder is watching, uh, I believe. I, have, I mean, surely it's because Tally, because of her sight, right? Well, she Maybe? can do that from anywhere, can't she? Well, I mean, she's a main character. <laughs> yeah. So, let's just put the main characters front and center. Yeah, I just wonder. It feels like there could have been a 10-second scene of Quarterman going, I'll be at the front, Tally, I'll need your scrying, stand beside me. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, eh, it's, not, it's yeah. not needed. We know. We know. Yeah, yeah. And Alder seems to be watching through Quartermain's eyes. Is that what the sense you got from it? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't even know. I don't know how, like... Yeah, I mean, I guess because General Clary was looking through, they were watching through her daughter's eyes, right? Yeah, which means what's going so, on with Alder and Quartermain if she's able to watch through Quartermain's eyes? Nah, well, then surely there'd just be some spell that's like, I'll Maybe. hit my button on my end, you hit your button. Um, <laughs> I mean, I clearly understand the magic of this well. <laughs> it has been explained fully. <laughs> uh, the trucks, they see the trucks in the distance and the trucks don't seem to be slowing. And I love that um, one of the cadets just kind of sidles away, just like, yeah. nope, nope, not into this. I'm just going to I mean, so that. realistic though, right? Like, no. yeah, totally. They'd be total, like, definitely would be deserters. Um, oh, and props yeah. to the, the actor for it, because she does have this expression of just, I'm just going to sneak off. No one's noticing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> doo-doo-doo. <laughs> I'm out of here. See ya. Not going to say yeah. anything. It's fine. <laughs> and no one comments on it either. It's even better. Just like, no, nah, I'm just going to well, go. They're busy, Jeremy. They're focused. That's true. Well, and another one isn't. Another one wants to charge towards the trucks. It's like, no. No, the truck's coming to you. You don't have to go towards it. Yeah. It'll get here. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> I think this is just to show the two different sides of, of the responses. It's like you can, well, I think they're saying you can be a coward or you can be overly aggressive. But no, no, you just follow yeah. orders and hold the line. Um, and basically they use the wind shears and just rip Mm. it to shreds. Yeah. Like it basically, it's almost like forming this barrier, right? That then kind of pushes the truck off to the side. Yeah. Um, Just like off the road. Um, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's all right. It's pretty um, awesome. I mean, just the idea of them standing up to a truck that's bearing down on them and just like throwing it aside like it's it's a yeah. piece of paper. It's like that's pretty cool. Um, um, however, there is a bit Rael, of a of course, yeah. is sent off to make sure there's no survivors. Yes, sent off um, by herself. What do you mean? There's been a problem in this episode of people wandering off by themselves and getting into trouble. So I you send swear three people. 
I swear. Oh, right. Sorry. I thought you meant Ray decides on her own to go off no. and do that. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. You just mean that she's sent off on her own. Yeah. 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 That's true. Well, I mean, they need them all. They need them in the flying V to, for the rest of the trunks. Like, what about the one that nicked off? The one that walked <laughs> off? It's like you order her. If you can't stand in front of a truck, go and deal with the truck that's already down. Well, she's gone. Yeah. Already. There, there's reasons for why Ray goes by is sent off by herself, <laughs> and they're very storytelling sure reasons. But yep. it's um, I have I have doubts about Quartermain's capabilities as a commander right now. <laughs> no, never, never doubt Anacostia. No, fair enough. Come uh, on, so Ray, Tal- hold the faith. Tal- hold the line, yeah. Tally yeah. is. So Tally has a reason to be standing right next to Tana Costia as she's told to scry into the other truck. I'm not sure why they didn't do that the first time, um, but she does it the second time on the second truck, and she says, "Well, I think I I think they do it because it's stopped, right? So that's something. Oh, yeah. that's not coming anymore. So they're yeah, like, like, oh, why shit, it stopped? Yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. Yeah, and um, looking inside, she sees the spree are arming the the mines. Um, uh, so they're clearly going to try to exploit everyone. Um. <laughs> I don't even remember what the mines are. I'm assuming they're more balloons. I no no they're or footballs um, they're or something. Barrels. I think they're barrels of something. Oh, seriously? oh yeah, that would work. <laughs> barrels would be cool. Um, I'm pretty sure they're barrels of stuff. I don't know. I don't. I don't know to be honest. But whatever yeah. it is, they're menacing. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's it's bad. Yeah. And uh, Ray um, Ray mm. wandering and checking out this this um, crash truck uh, finds Scylla. Hmm. Mm. Um, yes, um, in a cute little jumpsuit. Yeah, which is very clearly the Spree leader because we saw yes. she was driving the truck uh, and we know Spree mm. can change faces and the Spree leader's just like, no, no, it's really me, it's Scylla. You love yeah, me, it's yeah. cool. Um, I mean, props a- to Amalia because, like, as much as we already know it's not her or yeah. not really Scylla, she's still, like, the way she speaks, the way she moves, the way she even looks at Regal, I feel you would know you would know it's not her. Yeah. Um, yeah, she changes um, her, her acting stuff, her body movements even. Yeah, To match yeah. Um, someone else, like, in her skin, kind of. Mm, yeah. Uh, which um, and- is so telling, too, because it means, well, the fact that the Spree leader feels comfortable enough to do this, knowing that it's Rael here, it's like, that just shows that this is the final confirmation for Ray. I feel that Scylla was Spree and gave them information on her specifically. Uh-huh. Um, and the most horrible part of the scene is Rael says, even if it is really you, and then she attacks, um, yeah. which just, it just hurts me. It really hurts me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just have to keep telling myself she's just acting out. She's just she's just learned this, so she's it's a knee jerk reaction. If she thought about it, she wouldn't really go ahead with this. Um, but yeah, they then fight. Well, um, it's also which is the, pretty which is pretty cool. It's kind of a good coping mechanism because Ray's incredibly angry at Scylla right now for all the the betrayal mm. up until this point, mm. and she gets to take mm. her rage out on someone who is a bad person and uh, not True. actually looks like Scylla, but isn't actually Scylla. True, yeah, that's true. I mean, true. it's not healthy, um, but it's, <laughs> I guess it's better than taking it out on Scylla. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, but, yeah, and then they fight with their scourges, um, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and right before um, Ray, I guess, lands the killing blow, she says, um, 
to Scylla, <laughs> faux Scylla, um, yeah. everything about you is a lie. Um, Which is kind of true. And not everything. Sorry, everything about the, I mean, the person she's fighting. Yes, well, not yes, the, not yes. the actual Scylla. Uh, I, I kind of feel like Ray was talking to Scylla. Oh, she was definitely talking to Scylla. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then she kills her. And she yeah. then, well, actually, does she kill her or does she just knock her unconscious? I think she definitely kills her or she definitely dies. The, um, the spray leader definitely dies. I'm not sure if Ray kills her. I don't remember the exact elements of the scene, but I thought it was more like I've knocked you down and you've fallen on a stick that stabbed you kind of thing. Oh, so, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, didn't it, get the sense it, that Scylla, Scylla, I didn't get the sense that Ray killed her directly. It was more like I've hit you enough that you die or something <laughs> else killed. I've hit you enough that you die, but I didn't kill you. So that's something I mean, that Scylla would argue, wouldn't yeah. it? I, I didn't technically kill Paul. Uh-huh. I just told him to go and kill himself. There we go, Jeremy. You're coming All right. around. All right. <laughs> join I, us. Join us. Yeah, I'll give you up. Um, yeah, and then, but what, whatever the case, it, it causes the leader to to lose the Scylla face and revert back yeah. to her, her real face. Um, and, and I guess a- Rayal runs back to the Flying V? Oh. Yeah, probably. The truck hasn't moved. <laughs> it's still just kind of sitting there. They don't think to um to approach it now that they know that mm. it's just going to sit there. Mm. I love the the scene of a doppelganger um to use in, in role playing games because it does create all these questions for for party members. It's like if you've got a if you've got a character who really loves their their spouse, really loves their child, and then you come up against a creature that looks exactly like them. What do you, what do they do? Can they, can the player actually go, no, no, I'm, I'm just going to kill them. And even Mm -hmm. better if you can then have that other NPC there watching and knowing what they just did to them. It's like, that's Mm. a, that's a really cool thing. And I feel that game masters don't abuse it often enough. Mm. And I feel that abuse is the correct word because it's a horrible (laughs) thing to do to someone, but he doesn't every, yeah, it's a really tricky thing to do because it comes off um you've really got to know the character and know what button to push there Mm. and if you can get it to work it's really fun i mean it kind of makes me think of um not necessarily doppelganger like as in um you know this person's put on seller's face but just i guess just changing your face entirely kind of thing Mm. um like it makes me think of um the most wonderful campaign that we ever played that ended in a tpk um where this leader this um i can't even remember god um i guess this leader of this city Mm -hmm. is like he like like the the mayor i don't know um (laughs) sure he was the mayor Uh, i i can't remember god um he we don't um, want to spoil it for other people that the the game master might run it for so he was the mayor yeah sure yeah um and he basically is this this creature that's wearing like human skin kind of thing Mm. um and but if we were to try as a party once we learned that if we were to try to convince the town you know that but no, that guy that has been, you know, living in your town and whatever, ruling over you for X amount of years is actually this weird fucked up creature that's going to plotting to world domination, whatever. Like, mm. how are we possibly going to convince the town that? There's no way that we can, you know, like, and that's part of the, part of the power, right, is yeah. 
like and it's just oh like it was yeah it was so good um but I feel like it you know like that power of changing your face lends itself to such conniving situations and how can you ever trust the who you're talking to is who you're talking to true that every single time you go and this person is evil it's like no but you're talking to that person you're talking to the evil person that has just taken on the Mm -hmm. face and is using the other element to draw out uh, opposition to themselves and Mm. yeah that it's a really cool scene but it's also so cathartic for um for ray in this situation yeah that when yeah. it is someone that you're feeling incredible emotion towards, you then get to mm. attack and deal with without the lasting consequences. Yeah, yeah, knowing that there's not actually, you know, yeah, as you said, the lasting consequences. Yeah. Um, so you can also use it in that regard in, in role-playing games for exactly that purpose, that if there is a villain that the, the game master doesn't want to die but the, the party really needs to get their aggression out on, well, mm. here is a doppelganger, which is horrible, <laughs> but the doppelgangers aren't real. There's totally, all made up, yeah. so it's okay. Totally, that's um, yeah, that's a that's a great. Like, like I could just imagine us being like, "Oh my god, we finally defeated them!" And then you know, like Addy comes from behind the curtain, like the real one or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, that wasn't me. That wasn't even. <laughs> this is even my final form." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess Tally has relayed to Anacostia um, that there's a bomb that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. inside the truck. Um, and so they need to destroy them, I guess. Um, yeah, and Quartermain tells them all that the truck is now a bomb and they can't just knock it off the road like the first one. They have to wipe it out completely, mm. which um, feels a bit of overkill. I feel that you could probably just, you know, destroy most of the truck and the people operating and then confiscate the weapons and disarm them but you know i don't know how the magic works so maybe this is yeah i mean i guess i guess that's the point right they don't know what the bombs are gonna do like maybe the bombs could take over their consciousness yeah maybe it is like the one in kiev where they just it doesn't kill you maybe it's a plague maybe it drives you yeah um, yeah drives you to violence and and fury so yeah we don't know what Mm. it does so maybe it is best to just destroy it completely however Tally's still scrying on the truck, realises that there are hostages in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's the not just... Hostages. Yeah, it's not just Spree members. And Quartermain reports that back to Alda, who just goes, no, do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, cool, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Quartermain so very clearly doesn't... Op- I mean, just the, mm. the amount of acting that she does just in her face. Yeah. Uh, it's It's amazing. Um, but she's like, we're going to go anyway. Um, like everyone yes. just do it. And yeah. Tally, Tally being, of course, again, the person with the backbone saying, no, I saw people in yeah. there and Quartermate. Oh, but I mean, part- she's also, and she's also whispering though. Like she, Tally understands that they, she, they can't be sort of giving this sort of information to all the other cadets. Yeah. So she's, you know, whispering to Quartermate like, no, but they're civilian. Like, what are we? What, what are we meant to do? Um, and unfortunately, Anacostia decides to um, basically say that she's received intel that there yeah. aren't civilians on board and that Tally um, is mistaken and that, you know, she's seeing the wrong things due to the spree. Um, she gaslights her. This, I mean, we're not going to put a too fine a point on her. She is gaslighting Tally right now. She's saying <laughs> what you see is not true. But she also says to Tally, my... My intel is coming directly from older. Mm. We we are proceeding because there's no civilians and you're wrong. So she's 
like as much as she's gaslighting her, she's also telling her, I this is not my decision. This is not our decision. We are being ordered to do this. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, she's basically she orders Tally to stand down and and they're going ahead with with the orders, I guess. Um and does as she tell, Rael runs does she back, order Tally to stand or she tells Tally to get back in line. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, get back in line, like this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, because Stan Dan um, and, would be like, no, no, you go sit on the sidelines and you yeah, watch us do the yeah, rest of sorry. this. Which yeah. he doesn't do. It probably um, would be better if she did, in my opinion. Well, it's like, well, if Tally's I mean, not going to follow orders, get the fuck off the road. Yeah. I guess she just assumes she will follow orders. Yeah, because she's a good um, soldier. Good soldiers follow <laughs> orders. Um, but Rael returns just in time, yay, to join the Flying V and um, against the truck. Yep. Um, and, and this is an awesome... Um, Pretty cool scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, yeah, well, this truck... is why they couldn't have the, the CGI plague in such great yeah. form earlier because they needed to put all their, their money into these scenes. Yeah, and the same for the building. It's like, yeah, the building didn't explode like a real building would because the truck is really what we need to put the money in this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a great scene because you see the truck starting to accelerate and them just holding that line and it getting closer and closer and mm. them just having to wait until it's right at the the point where they're going to yeah. wind shear it and just destroy it entirely. It's the spear thing from the earlier episode that that Abby had to yeah. charge at Anacostia with. It's that same moment. Yeah. It's just now there's truck is going to be coming through all of them. Yeah. yeah. And then the order is given, do the wind shear, and Tally does not respond. Tally doesn't join in. Tally, um, yeah, does she even close her eyes? I, maybe I not. She does. I can't remember. But she yeah, closes she, her mouth. Yeah, pointedly... Yeah, she pointedly does not participate um, in the destroying of the truck, yeah. um, which may, I mean, well, like she's well, standing by, she's standing by her convictions. Um, yeah, but there may, may unfortunately there may be, be some, consequences. There may be consequences. Well, it seems like they've got a tough time anyway. They're not like everyone needs to take part, but this is going to be a tricky thing at the best of times. Yeah, um, the truck shreds. The truck just disintegrates yeah. um, as it gets hit. And everyone mm. gets hit. Like the thing just. Yeah, like shit flies everywhere. Yeah. Ju- yeah, it just explodes around them. Mm. It's like a rain of steel coming through. Uh, and then we have Abby waking up in the helicopter. Mm. Um, obviously, well, injured, um, knocked out. Seems like a few other people were as well. And Quartermain mm. is there as well. Um, checks on Ray and Tally who are fine. I think Quatermain tells her that they're fine. Yes, yeah, she she tells them they're not there, but she she tells Abby that they um they're fine. Um, but that they're they've lost someone. Yeah, um, they've lost they've lost soldiers. Um, and this is kind of the the helicopter for the dead and injured, which Abby mm. is. She's one of the injured. Um, so mm. the others are making their way back. But Abby checks who the fallen soldier is, and it's Swythe. Get up, Swythe. You heard me. Get up, Swythe. Okay, so debris sliced up her heart too bad to fix. Come on, you dirty Swythe. Get up! She's she's gone. Get up! You gotta let, let her... Get up! It's, it's, it's up. <laughs> And Abby kind of has a, a breakdown and doesn't mm. doesn't believe um, that's why it's gone. 
But yeah, there was nothing they could do. The debris just mm. hit her straight on. Mm. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's a heartbreaking scene yeah. um, because, like, Abby's screaming at Liver, um, you know, like to get up and just the usual kind of anger towards her. And um, yeah, like you can see that just she's just desperate for her to still be alive um yeah. which is really is awful um and um yeah she basically breaks down over her body um mm. breaks down over Libba's body and yeah Anacostia sort of comforts her um but yeah it's horrible mm. and I think it is very telling that this is the confirmation that they were friends that they argued yeah. and they fought and they a lot of times seem to hate each other but they were mm. friends and this was someone in her life that she actually had affection and care for. Mm. Um, which, well, sadly, I saw this coming. As soon as <laughs> Libba started to be awesome and started to mm. have more characterization and, you know, was getting along with Abby, yeah, she's going to die. <laughs> yeah. So that's just the way it's going to go. You can't have a character like that that's not part of the unit. <laughs> and mm. maybe that's I mean look thinking, it, but... it also like it also certainly teaches Abby a whole bunch of stuff yeah um, and helps her sort of develop um, but yeah that's really sad I'm gonna miss gonna miss their uh, their banter yeah, yeah. so it's, it's not really fair but um, it's why it's why I've deserved better than to be a, a point <laughs> in Abby's story mm. uh, so we go back to Salem where the unit's watching the flag being put under Swyatt's coffin. It seems a little bit peculiar because um, weren't there others who were killed as well? Are they not having a group ceremony for them? See, it no, just I, I thought it was just Liver. Um, I thought there was only one death. Um, maybe it was. Maybe, it's like, I'm not that's, sure. some, <laughs> that's some laser-guided karma then. <laughs> yeah, I know. it's like out of I all know. the exploding truck it only hit the one person that's going to affect yeah. abby the most well i i'd have to go back and look i mean like obviously yeah of course storytelling um uh, but i'd have to go back and look at, was liver standing next to tally like maybe. is there a chance that tally's in action um maybe i have to go back and check too i don't know yeah. but that's fine doesn't matter We'll put some stuff on Twitter up with the images in a big red circle of where Libba's standing on the um <laughs> in the V. But I I honestly think it would have been almost stronger if um Swyther pushed Abby out of the way or pushed her down or something. Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, look, I don't know, because I feel like I feel like if that had been the case, Abby's almost forced to forgive and 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 make that that leap of sort of character growth because yeah. it's like oh well she sacrificed herself for me whatever um whereas this way she's actually coming to it on her own right mm. it's like abigail you know she's she's having to form those realizations just because of the circumstance not because she owed her life to her um and i think yeah. also a little bit of the know. unfairness of well of war that mm. abby's coming to the terms with that the person she th or thought was always going to be there, the person that she was always going to have this rivalry with, she's gone. Mm. Yeah. And she also doesn't... just because you're from a prominent family who yeah. also is is quite talented and, and well up, you know, with leadership skills, um, well, that's not going to save you. Yeah. Yeah, that it mm. doesn't matter. 
when it comes down to it. It's like you can have all the skills mm. in the in the world, but a bomb's not going to care. Yeah. So it is a, a big moment for for Abby, and we do get a sense of not catharsis, more of them processing this as um, the unit sits around in the suite and just raise like, look, things are not okay. None of us are okay right now, um, but we're together and that's something. Mm. Which is good. And Abby just, well, um, at least she died with honor. And Tally goes, no, 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 that was not yeah. honorable. Yeah. We killed civilians, we, you we guys. We killed civilians, yeah. That was not cool. Uh, and Abby's Abby complete denial, like she's going through a lot today, um, so mm. she can't believe. And Ray's like, "Oh yeah, that tracks." Yeah. Uh, no, well, I think like I don't think it's necessarily that easy for Ray. I feel like this is a big step for Rayel to be like, you know what? Actually, I do believe you, Tally. You know. Oh, I think um, it's I think it's a big step for Ray to admit to Tally right now that she believes her. But I think yeah. Ray is completely on board with, yes, the military just had us kill civilians. That totally yeah, tracks with my experience with the military yeah. right now. Yeah, true. Um, and I also think that as much as we're like, like, good job, Tally. Like, Abby's trying to mourn her friend and think that she died with honor and you're just, like, shuddering that dream. But I also mm. think it's it's 100% harkens back to the same her, same as her secret with Rayal, right? Mm. Like, she she kept that secret from Rayal, being like, thinking that it, it would it would help, I guess, protect Rayelle and it wouldn't yeah. expose her to more sort of hurt. Um, and then obviously look what happened. Whereas, you know, she it's almost like she's learned, get it all out in the open, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, don't, like, don't let that fester inside. It's like if yeah, somebody says yeah. this was honourable, say, no, no, you fix it up right now. You correct them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do love that um, Ray is also now realising that Tally does not lie. That if, Ray, if Tally yeah. says something, then Tally probably believes that strongly and yeah. Ray yeah. doesn't have to like it but she knows that Tally tells the truth yeah mm. and um, um and yeah and Abby Abigail's still a bit unsure that that Alda would order that but um she does say that they're gonna they'll figure it out together as a unit um, yeah. what, what really happened um, which is so good that they've come together and they've realized that they need each other um mm. that doing it themselves it doesn't work they're trying to fix yeah. these things by themselves it can work but it's a lot easier when you've got a friend beside you yeah um which is kind of what quartermain's doing right now too the quartermain goes to alder and is like what the hell mm. why and alder just <laughs> kind of brushes her off and is like oh yeah. i'm sorry i couldn't tell give you more warning but yeah we would have to do that anyway it's like yeah that's not the problem <laughs> I know, I know, God. Um, yeah, you can clearly see that Anna Costa is very upset with with Alda, um, yeah. and Alda's trying to placate her and convince her that it was the right thing. Um, but yeah, Anna Costa is not happy. Yeah, yeah, she's furious. She's just fuming. And again, mm. it's Anna Costa's losing her. Her illusions that um, the higher ups know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but Abby, um, I guess, kind of kicks everyone else out of the suite so she can go into shock for a bit. And hey, Adil's <laughs> in this episode. Mm. <laughs> Didn't expect to see him. <laughs> yeah, um, that's nice. 
I like yeah, it. It's, I mean, it's good. It's good that he's there for her because the others aren't really giving her what she needs. They're there mm. for mental support and, I guess, emotional support. But he, she does kind of just need someone to hold her, which is kind of what Adil does for her in this scene. Mm. That um, she explains, you know, we lost someone. This is what happened and it was wrong, that it shouldn't have mm. happened. Um, and she does kind of realize that all the, the gung-ho militaristic jingoism that she was talking to him before, that was her kind of being a bit ir- ignorant and arrogant about it all. And yeah. he's like, yeah, well, maybe I was a bit of a douche too. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's nice. It's a, I, She's obviously realizing, you know, I think she says she's no longer, you know, what is ignorant of the world as, yeah. as, she was. as he thought or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, like it's definitely a great improv, like a great changer and growth, you know, in, in their characters. Um, and just in regards to her not getting what she needs from the unit, like I, you've got to wonder is, did, did they, like she's always been tough, right? You know, do they not, do they not recognise that she she's actually, you know, sort of softened a bit and she needs that sort of physical comfort and affection? You know, because previously after Charvel died, she was like, get away from me, stop talking to me, you know, yeah. I'm a beehive, don't poke me. Um, you know, whereas, and, and maybe they don't quite realise that she's past that now, um, whereas Adil kind of recognises that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. Accurate. It's kind of nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that might be it, that they've they've established this is how Abby deals with things. So we're just going to let Abby deal with things the way she does, but yeah. this is different. Or oh, she doesn't know the way she needs to deal with things. And yeah. Adil yeah. is just there to support. He's not. I'm wondering that the others are a little bit, she doesn't want their pity and she doesn't want mm. to have them take care of her. And Adil never really tries to take care of her or look after her because, I mean, what we saw when she was saying that I'm a beehive, don't poke me, it was mm. Bridie is right there looking after me all the time and mm. she's having to work mm. through all of that. People mm. are looking at and treating her fragile and it's like Adil's just there mm. saying, do you need anything? All right, cool, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, so, yeah, He's cute. Finally, I like him. Finally, I like Adil as well. Yay! Oh, <laughs> you got to add in that little caveat at the end. Just for this yep. scene, for the moment, I guess he'll be okay. Well, he hasn't been irritating yet. It's good. Has he ever been irritating? Yeah, a couple of times. Okay, all right. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so the next scene we have every, well, Old is addressing the nation about the operation. Um, and mm-hmm. we get a good shot of the the old school TVs as the cadets all watch. Mm-hmm. Um and Alda then claims, oh, yeah, there were hostages and the spree chose to execute them. Uh, uh, which is kind of her you, getting ahead of the doing? story. Yeah. Because I don't think they could have covered up that hostages were killed. Yeah, I know. Which, oh. Just, but- like, it's just, it's, it's, I look, I like that, I like that she's painted, you know, at this stage where she's kind of like a baddie, Right. Um, you know, obviously the spree are, are bad, but there's still yeah. that 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 you know that uh, worry. Like, a is it's older connected to the spree somehow, mm. um, and b obviously seeing her make these decisions. Um, it's it's like you're you're wearing a black hat. Um, it does I, feel I very know, much like, like just, she will do whatever it takes 
It's like yeah. she does not follow the rules of war. She follows the rules of Alda. And she's mm. also the opinion that the rules of war should be the rules of Alda because she knows what is best for everyone. Mm. And, I mean, like, does it also harken back to the fact that it was either what? Let these civilian normies die or mm. let my daughters, you know, my witch daughters die. Um, yeah. Maybe. And well, so it's just... Yeah, I, I, I wonder about that. It feels um, like no, yeah, she, it, she want she wanted a win desperately. It's like they yeah. had a spree intel. Yeah. They needed to get uh get that off the map. So she just did. Yeah, it. that's true. Yeah, um, but obviously the unit um, and possibly it might show Anna Costa as well, um, who obviously know the truth of what happened. Mm. Um, they are fuming as as older is telling this um, you know live half truth. Um, yes, uh, and that's the episode. That's it. Did you have a favorite bit? Um, I probably had a couple, and they're probably bits that weirdly on paper would not seem like they would be my favorite. So the first would be when well, <laughs> it, it's when Rael is healing Tally at the start, mm-hmm. and I know obviously learning the memories, and I liked it for two reasons. The first reason um, is obviously I liked the fact that Ray's finally sort of learning the truth. And it was just, there was just really, there was so much tension and it was like, oh my God, like shit. Um, Yeah, whatever. It was a great scene. And not going to lie, I also liked it because of, you know, Ray's hand on Tally's, you know, face or neck or whatever it was. I don't know, but just those girls look great uh, together. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, so I also like it because of that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm Rayla till I die. Um, but yeah, like Tally can guess in that any time. It just uh, please, <laughs> please. Um, a girl can dream. Um, and <laughs> then I also again I also really liked as horrible as it sounds when Rayel was talking to Anacostia and Graves, um, and you could see that she was coming. She was having those realizations, and and you know her world was shattering. Again, I just. Like, it just sounds terrible. And I just really liked that the truth was finally coming out. Um, and I just feel like she, again, the acting, she just, Taylor yeah. did such a good job of conveying this, like, like you could see her mind racing as she's putting all the pieces together and connecting all the dots. And like, just that, that realization sinking in that's like, oh, oh shit. Um, possibly everything she did say, what Scylla did say was a lie, that she doesn't love me. I'm in love with someone that has played me this whole time and used me. Um, yeah, just that, just that sort of heartbreak. Um, yeah, it kind of sounds weird, but they were my favourite <laughs> scenes. <laughs> well, they're, they're two scenes where Taylor Hickson are just bringing the acting. True, true, true. Uh, and my favourite scene is probably a similar, well, another Rael and Tally scene. But mm-hmm. at the end, when Tally's like, no, this wasn't honourable, and mm. Ray's like, I believe you. I'm Yeah. It's like, we've had a lot of problems and I'm going through a bunch of stuff, but I know you and I trust you. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a huge step for Ray. It's a huge step for their their relationship and their sisterhood, I guess. Yeah, yeah so definitely. That, that was a strong one for me. There's a scene or a shot in that scene as well, which I absolutely love. And it's all three of them, but they've managed... I'm pretty certain it's um, Abby getting shot in a mirror. So the camera's on the other two uh, or it might be on Abby and the other two are visible in a mirror and it's a beautiful right. way of 
showing all three of them looking at each other without actually having to yeah. have them all in shot. Well, have to to frame them and block them all in the yeah, same yeah. angle. Yeah. And yeah, it's a awesome, awesome look to it. Mm. Mm, that's cool. Now, the last thing we do uh, on this podcast every week is we pick a character to turn into a PC or an NPC from the episode that we really enjoyed. And well, Liz, I know you were having some problems picking someone, so I'm going to go first this week. Um, <laughs> Thank because, you, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> because I decided, well, she earned it. Um, she earned it with death. But Libba Swyth <laughs> is my pick for the week uh, because mm-hmm. she's just fucking awesome. Um, that she <laughs> has her own story going on, that she can be this cool NPC to the party, that the rival that takes the same jobs as them and they usually win. Sometimes if the party stuff's around too much, she's going to win and Mm -hmm. get there instead. Mm. But she's not Mm. deliberately antagonistic towards them. It's more of that friendly rivalry between them. But, yeah, she's got her own little bit of honour to it. That it's like, it is that game. It's like, I've got my standards Mm. and my standards, I'm not going to sabotage you. I'm going to prove that I'm better just doing the exact same things that you would do. Yeah, yeah, I can beat you on my own merits kind of thing. Yeah, and that sometimes she would. She would beat them mm. on their merits. So I love that idea mm. of an NPC, just kind of the the party's mirror opposite. Yeah, yeah, that's and, really oh, cool. And, oh, I just, if we had more time, I'd get into the whole element of mirrors, the fact that we just saw a scene of a reflection, that Libra sure. and Abby are reflections of each other, and then the Silisha, or the, yeah, oh, there's a whole, whole thing with mirrors <laughs> going on in this episode. I need to go back and watch it again. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Elise, who did you Question think? is, will things change if you watch it, like, reflected in a mirror? Oh, no, don't do that to my head. <laughs> it might. <laughs> Maybe the CGI would be better um, if I do that. Oh. Um, okay, so I, I, I said earlier, obviously, in our previous episodes, I had already chosen liver. Mm. And then I did say at the time that it might be a bit premature. Um, and... As it turns out, it was. <laughs> um, but that being said, I do still, I'm choosing Tally for this episode. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of putting a slight spin on her. Um, having her as a, a, whether it's a player character or, or, or a non-player character, um, but someone who no matter what has to tell the truth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so whether it's as a player character and, you know, you're in this group where one of your, you know, one of your parties trying to deceive someone and you're like, <gasps> and you're like, oh, and you, whether you've got a role to try and stop yourself from telling the truth or you just, there's just no, you just have to, you have to blurt out, um, you know, and your party has to decide whether to gag you or, or keep you back from coming on missions like that where they have to deceive people um, or whether it's an NPC um, who, again, you know, they're, they're maybe instructing you on a mission or um, although I guess if they were telling you the truth, then that wouldn't be great for the DM because then that would just be revealing all the information that <laughs> the party the party wanted to know. Well, yeah, so, to I t- guess, so I guess... They didn't have to tell I guess the truth Tally all as the a time. PC. But as a PC, I find that would be really cool. Where yeah. she does have... Like, she can keep her mouth shut, but if something you feel strongly about, no, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you exactly how yeah. I feel. I'm not going to hide yeah. these things. I mean, you yeah. could easily play that, just have someone who's got really poor deception skills and just doesn't even try. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I could just see, like, the party being like, oh, 
you know, like, come out, monster, you know, we're just going to talk. We want to negotiate terms of you living peacefully next to this village. And the monster sort of comes out and then, you know, Tally's like, oh and then she's just like okay we're actually gonna kill you like we're not gonna talk <laughs> just so you know um, they're trying to kill you i mean yeah. i feel i've got to be upfront about this so you know what's yeah. coming yeah. it's the honorable thing yeah. to do um oh yeah and i'm sure you could work it in you know some ways that that she does have like her, your character does have extra perception and um you know just to try and bring in more of the sort of tally yeah the tally vibes um, tally is a, yeah tally yeah, is so a I paladin who's made an oath to justice totally tracks mm, mm, that she's had yeah. um that she's seen an injustice in the world of people like these terrorist acts and she's like no no mm, i will go and stand up for mm, what i believe in because yeah. and she does have to tell the truth because she believes in doing the right thing and that's what yeah. drives her and also if she if she doesn't i guess tell the truth i'm not quite i'm not 100 sure how paladins work but is if she doesn't tell the truth or if she doesn't stand up for justice can she like lose some of her favor or lose some of her powers or something is you, that could, a thing? you could set that up yeah that's not not a problem. No, I, isn't there a character that that does happen for? Like, didn't that happen to Bailon? Although he wasn't a paladin. No, he was a cleric. Or, no, clerics can have that. If clerics that, kind of lose their faith in their god, then, yeah, it's theoretically the god will remove their... Hmm. I, I'm of the opinion that if a cleric loses faith in their god, the god doesn't lose faith in the cleric. It's that... Oh, bless. That, That's so nice, Jeremy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, I'll keep giving you power because eventually you will come back to me. And that's fine when it's a god of healing and light. When it's a god of war, it's a little bit less sweet. It's like, no, no, you might be a Mm. farmer now, but you're coming back. You're going to be back. (laughs) Mm. So that is the episode for this week. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you like the episode, you can leave us a review. That would be wonderful. You can um, rate us on all the ways you rate on podcasts catches um but itunes and apple Podcasts is usually the best way um five stars would be wonderful we do love seeing some of the views that are coming through too or you can reach me with an email which is tell wait no that's a different podcast that i have it's dndntvpod at gmail.com at dndntvpod uh for instagram and twitter uh so if you want to give us some feedback on whether you've been enjoying these episodes as well that would be great join us next week for Episode nine, which is called Coup, and that will be an interesting one. Mm. These titles of episodes mm-hmm. are really, um, really, well, pro- well, I guess, telling me what's going to happen in the episode. <laughs> There's going to be a coup mm. in the next one. <laughs> I'm shocked by this. Surely. Surely not. Surely not. But uh, thank you so much for listening again. Uh, stay safe out there. Be kind to yourselves. And may all your hits be crits. Bye.